0: Welcome back uh, to Film and Other Drugs, where we are currently discussing the Hannibal series. At this point, we're at episode 7 through 9. If you haven't watched those episodes yet, I would encourage that you watch those first because we will be spoiling them. And uh, here with Nora, this is Selma. So we're kicking
1: off um, with episode 7.
2: Episode 7 is called Sorbet. And this is when the BAU investigates a murder involving organ removal. Jack believes that the Chesapeake Ripper may have resurfaced, but Will determines that the victim's murder is the result of an illegal organ harvesting accident. Meanwhile, Will suffers from nightmares in which he is Abigail's father. And Hannibal slowly starts to seduce Alana and begins to visit his own therapist, Dr. Bedelia de So we're introduced to a new character.
0: I was so excited when she came up. I was like, yay, is here.
2: <laughs> yes. I, I like have started to love this actress. I know she's very famous, but I recently watched The Fall and not, not going to segue into that, but she is amazing.
0: Yes. I, I mean, I fell in love with her when I was in high school watching her on X-Files. So yeah, I totally, I got the allure.
1: <laughs> yeah. know what it is um but
2: she seems like she can handle Hannibal oh
0: yeah yeah it seems like she doesn't have a whole lot of fear of him like as his therapist you would think she would if he's being completely honest in their sessions and she seems like she does have like trepidation when it comes to him but she still speaks to him with like a lot of Some candor
1: yeah yeah as someone who clearly knows
2: maybe everything about him or a lot of things she doesn't seem to be afraid of saying you know to him like yep you're basically the reason I haven't really quit or haven't really been able to retire so
0: yeah
1: yeah so sort of starting off with the murderer of the week, um,
2: this organ removal, uh, situation. Um, let me just take a quick look at the recap again.
0: Yeah, well, the way that the episode started off was really interesting with that opera on episode seven.
2: Oh, thank you so much for my, i was looking at the um the recap but i realized actually my notes say hannibal and then cap in all caps crying
0: <laughs> yes so yeah okay this was very interesting to me because it's very revealing about hannibal as like a character as a person how he mm-hmm. uh, reacts with the world like how he how he actually takes in his surroundings and like yeah
2: we've only ever seen him in his office like mm-hmm. playing the therapist role
0: exactly and like now this is like a very personal time for him and to see yeah like we've already had like snippets of his sensory abilities you know and and like he can smell people when they're sick and he's really good at cooking and his sense of taste like he loves food, good food, um very mm-hmm. bougie food and his <laughs> clothes, you know, when it comes to his fashion and choices and how he surrounds himself, like how he decorates his spaces are very personal to him but very um edgy, I guess you could say, like he's not trying to be anybody else. He's very authentic to himself and his spaces. But seeing him react to music, like for me, I love music. So seeing the way that they did that scene where it spiraled into his ear, that was Mm. telling me that this was important, that this was something special for for Hannibal in that music really touches him deeply. And I think that he consumes it the way that he consumes everything else with like passion and veracity, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: It lends itself to the sort of concept that he is an animal hunting, because although animals don't have this sort of cerebral, like, oh, I like this, and music, and, you know, intellectual, like, whatever, but the sensory definitely feels like it's part and parcel, like the primal side of Hannibal. Everything he does is with passion, And there is a sense of this, like you were saying, it's like a visceral, like all-encompassing thing. Um, It looks super put together and fancy, and it's almost like he is the most human, right? Like really um, evolved far from the animal kingdom. But I don't think it is. I think it is super animalistic. and
0: yeah I agree he's he's so very he's so close to those sensory I guess triggers like it doesn't like there's no there's no filter there's no like he feels like he's it, it seems like he's very I don't know just wrapped up in music or in his Perception of what is good and what's beautiful or what sounds good or what tastes good. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm.
2: His, uh, his very unique outlook on life, <laughs> one that we don't really fully understand ever, is is uh, it, it, it's tied to how he seems to have this in, 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 intense relationship with music. I think he has some instruments at home as well um that we get to see him play uh that, that aren't like a theremin like you can't even touch yeah, the
0: it theremin, the, it's theremin.
1: like a uh, what's it
0: called a musical instrument that doesn't have like keys or anything you just use the air around it to make the noises so interesting and,
2: like, oh yeah. metaphor time
0: right like that's that's what i was thinking it's like he's, he's He's hiding in plain sight, just like the sound waves in that in that machine or in that musical instrument.
1: And he's moving others, but they don't know they're being moved.
0: Yeah, it's manipulation. It's a manipulation type of... Because you have to know how to play the instrument to be able to make it make music. Because you can make it make sounds and not really know what you're doing, but to make music with it, you have to know what you're doing, right? And he plays people that way.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he sees everything he does as some sort of art, creating art or his artistic,
2: like, you know, out, output. Um, like with the food, right? It's, it's It's beautiful. The colors, the shapes. I think... Yeah. Anyone watching would almost be fine with eating human if it looked and tasted that good, right? Like, I don't know if it tastes good, but it looks like it tastes good.
0: <laughs> this is true. He he has a way of plating that is gorgeous, and it really complements whatever it is that he's cooking, you know, because he lets that be the star. He doesn't let anything else on the plate overpower it. Like, the meat, especially when it's, I guess, when they give you the impression that the meat on the plate is human, it's even Mm -hmm. more center stage. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Hmm.
0: And I feel like he like he loves like he loves making dinner parties, which I think he does in this episode. So it just it lends more to the idea of is this man like he loves manipulating people so much that they don't even know that they're eating human beings right now.
1: Yeah, I wonder if, if that's part of the pleasure of them not knowing. Because
2: maybe if you, if you had to tell people, like even if someone was kind of open to it, it's like, you know that's going to affect their view of what they're doing. But when you don't tell them straight up, this is what it is, sometimes people can enjoy it in a way that's more authentic.
1: I don't know if that made sense, but
0: it does. It but,
1: does. Yeah. Um, I th- I found that like the, even
2: the, the so to go back to the first scene, I I found it interesting with the red stripe through throughout like across the screen it was, it was not the really the stripe. It's part of the act the singer's uh, clothing, I think, or the background of the, the stage
0: that was on top. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The ribbon. What I, do you think that had meaning? Because whenever I've watched this, I've always thought that's that red is so striking compared to everything else. Everyone's kind of wearing black tie, you know.
0: It does. It stands out a lot. I, I had the same impression when I saw it. Like I didn't know what it was for, but yeah. I felt like it had a meaning or that it was there for a reason. And it could I mean, when you look at it, step back from it, it could look like like slash wounds with blood, you know? Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I thought blood as well. I just didn't know. Yeah.
0: It was interesting to see. And we had to look up while watching it what the song that the lady was singing about was. I didn't look too hard. I probably should have looked a little harder, but you know the that first post in YouTube was basically saying that it was. Supposed to be about how I think it was Cleopatra saying she was going to get revenge or something, and that Hannibal was thinking at the same time about Miriam and how miriam is is basically torturing Jack, and then that's why he was so moved by the music, but i I don't know. I think he was just moved by the music in general,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I I definitely, the first time watching, I thought, okay, he's just moved by the music, but hearing, you know, that, like, your research coming from the the translation, there has to be a connection, and I think Hannibal, I used to think Hannibal was just sort of this, um, does things for his own pleasure, but I think he lives and breathes and literally eats humans, so... In a way I think he perceives himself as someone who cares about everyone as they are an extension of him or that they are his they might be his food or something and he cares enough to actually teach people lessons right like if they're rude it's like I'm going to teach you a lesson I'm going to eat you it's like he doesn't just go for the best meat he's not like damn you have some great muscle tone you're my dinner later right it's like
0: he's not trolling the the gym for for his to stock up his pantry
2: yeah it's personal as fuck yeah um and so yeah
0: i think think you're right about it like how Mm -hmm. could you eat someone or something Mm -hmm. that you're friends with or that you relate to on a different level because i mean eating is relating but it's different, you know, and it's very one-sided. But if you're eating someone that you know, how do you cope with that? You know? Cause like what if you miss them? What if they were somebody you liked? But if it's somebody you don't like, you won't miss them, you know?
1: Hmm. Right, okay. But does
2: doesn't he want to eat those that he loves as well? I guess we don't know yet.
0: I don't know. I mean he hasn't really looked at will like his brunch just yet
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah i'm sort of
2: jumping ahead thinking about the the sister thing or the um how he kind of oh actually yeah maybe he he eats you if you're either if you're rude so he doesn't really have to think about you in that way or if it's part of a grieving process like you're dead
1: to me i may as well eat you as well Yeah. Like, with Bedelia, he doesn't seem to...
2: Like, I won't talk about this actually now, but I am interested to sort of talk about this later. So, why he eats, who he chooses, what it means about him and his personality. So, right now, I'm just thinking...
0: It could be that (laughs) it wasn't something... Well, no, you know, because you've got his sister to think about, and that was, what the first one. yeah. Uh, So how did that shape the way that he copes with consuming humans?
1: Right. Like, it has to
2: be personal. Um, And I'm just not 100% sure
1: if it's a case of you don't deserve to live. Or it could also be a case of... I kind of need to... Like, I don't think he would kill
2: for the sake of it and not take a piece with him. So if you're like, if he's cutting you off as a person because you've either betrayed him or because you might be a risk to him, he will likely eat you, even if he loved you. Like, you know, if, if a normal person breaks up with someone, you break up with them and you might still love a part of them, I think
1: the fact that he can eat people
0: Maybe he has to have some level of like love connection? Connection to that. Place. Yeah. Um, he has to feel it strongly, maybe.
2: Oh yeah. That that's a nice way of putting it because that relates to what we were saying just moments ago about the music and the mm. and art. With him, he has to consistently be in his feelings. This guy is like Oh. He seems like this cold manipulative guy, but how is whenever even like waiting for his waiting for will in the mm-hmm. in the room he oh, seemed yeah. lonely as fuck and he was like uh-huh. oh i'm offended like
1: i don't you know
0: that was so funny because i can <laughs> so relate to that feeling i was like oh i know what he's going <laughs> yeah is that is
1: that nine um oh i didn't write yes. that down yeah okay
0: think no i can't remember but, yeah, that was <laughs> that was so funny when he was, like, waiting for him and he didn't show up. Yeah. He was just sitting there, like, just looking at his name. Like, wow. Yeah. really offended, too, that he didn't show up like that. Mm. We, never
2: not, we never see Hannibal doing things just for himself. It's always about someone else. Yeah. Even the
1: music,
0: He's very- I suspect. Mm-hmm. other oriented like he's oh, yeah. like, very focused on other people
1: yeah he never yeah, needs I... a break either
2: he's never like you know what Jack this was fun this will guy this will character but like for self preservation's sake he should think that he should think I'm done
1: this is getting a bit crazy or
0: yes okay. <laughs> so like this whole thing where, where did I write this where, where was this? I can't remember but it got to the point oh yeah it's the end of episode nine but you mm-hmm. know i was just thinking like at that point i realized something was that most of what was happening in this season at the mm-hmm. show, because that's where it starts is him going off script for what he would normally do for himself mm-hmm. to self-preserve but mm-hmm. here is just one example of him not doing that but it it's a, it's a running theme in the show to where he's just continuously doing things that could get him caught and he's mm. taking huge risks why why is he doing that you know and mm-hmm. I just feel like he was doing that before he fell in love with Will so it's like why did he already at that point was he ready to put it all on the line you know
2: yeah, it's something to think about. Was he always like this? Or was he, I mean, how did he get away with it for so long? Yeah. If he wasn't being, doing the whole self-preservation, self keeping to himself, everything's just a a mask. Like now, it definitely seems like we see him continuously threading between different people. Like, let's put a wedge between Jack and Will. Let's sleep with Alana or whatever. Let's, you know, it's like this guy, this character seems a little bit too risk takery taking ish
0: like risky maybe the reason i just thought of this now but maybe most of the time he's by himself Mm. maybe because he knows you know that he when he relates to other people it could get hairy because of the situation right but now he's thrown in this position where he is in constant contact with a group of people not just one person but like several people Mm -hmm. He can count on them either coming to his office or coming to his home or wanting to see him spur of the moment, and he has to be ready. And I think maybe it's throwing him off his game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think there, when a, a director,
2: hmm, yeah, Maybe. Okay, I'm not thinking about the whole thing and, like, why why this particular part of his life is a story, because, but then I thought, maybe this is a pattern, and he relocates, and he disappears and changes his name no, or something.
0: <laughs> that could be true, too. Because they don't really um, go into like, how long he's been there, right?
2: Yeah, because, like, when we eventually go to season three, that could be something we thread through these seasons where we're, like, okay this is a sign or this is a hint that he's been causing chaos since he was born or something.
0: Right. Like, because you can't really keep it under wraps for very long. Like, a place will get hot after a while. After yeah. You, you know, running around, murdering <laughs> people, taking <picking> body parts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. These patterns eventually get picked up even by the sort of... Um, I mean, they're, they're so extreme as well. He could definitely... Take someone for himself for his meal, right? And not actually display them and not actually draw attention to himself. Yeah, but he's been killing in this sort of artistic, sort of, oh, here's the rest of them. I just wanted their liver for lunch. Thanks, bye. Like, why? If you want to get away with it, surely you would take the whole thing and just make them look like a missing person,
0: which gives like brings me to this question Mm -hmm. okay. Because like you said, I only wanted the spleen or I only wanted a piece of it. Here's the rest, right? Why? Why not take everything that you need from the one that you've killed?
1: Mm. Instead,
0: what you do is you take one piece. It's like going to three different grocery stores when you could find everything at once.
1: Oh, yes.
2: But it, didn't it seem like he would take someone's tongue for them being... Particularly rude, or someone's that's hand. That's what I they thought. Will...
0: Yeah. Mm. There must be some connection as to what he's taking and how that person has wronged him.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's so, so freaking petty, this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know so what? Funny. I'm going to kill you. I could let you live without a tongue, but I'm going to just, you know, cut you up a bit more
1: so you don't live. I don't know.
0: Yeah. He's a, he's a different, he's a rare kind of killer, that's for sure. Because he takes, takes his time. He does a lot. And I mean, he's so meticulous that even though he leaves all this evidence, none of it can be traced to him. Like, that's smart.
1: That's true. That's so true. I'm probably going
2: to end up reading the books after this just because diving into this world, I just want more
1: than the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because he's such an interesting character. Just Hannibal himself is just... He's such a... Like
2: exactly sorry um ted bundy and jeffrey you're just not good
1: enough
0: you're just not as uh shiny and 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 um sparkly as hannibal is and it, I mean, yeah obviously his his patients feel the same way and that's why what's his name franklin can't oh. get enough stalking him
2: oh yeah that's bringing us awesome. back to episode seven i like that yep <laughs> He he's when full he, on like fancy seeing you here, and Hannibal's they, like, "Shut the fuck up, dude! I'm gonna kill you."
0: Tobias is just like, I hate this guy.
2: Yeah, what is Tobias doing with Franklin? Like,
0: I honestly, I did not understand. How did they meet? I was like, are they with each other? Like, who? What two guys do this?
2: <laughs> yeah, like just at an opera with my best bud. That's what you know the boys do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: With the bros at the opera, like who's
2: <laughs> a bro? I don't even like. It's like
0: what? <laughs> um, <laughs> and like, why did he go? It's not like he knew Hannibal. I think that was like the first time he'd ever met Hannibal, right, Tobias? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I wrote I Hannibal have is disgusted with by his patient. <laughs> hmm. I said I wrote Hannibal is disgusted by his patients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Hannibal would
2: have a filter for the type of people he can take because he seems to have so much money he doesn't have to take everyone like I why 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 have a patient you don't like mm-hmm. maybe it's the whole manipulation thing
0: that's that's what I was want- I it's actually the very next question after I wrote that he's disgusted I said he doesn't want to be close to him like at all Mm. only his doctor out of obligation like because of like maybe a doctor's oath or something where (laughs) came to see him so he has to be his doctor
1: yeah
2: that that would be kind of interesting it's like sorry how do you get around the killing thing then
0: (laughs) and I love how they segued into Bedelia's scene from there because Bedelia is just sitting there disgusted with (laughs) Hannibal
2: giving um what's his name Franklin a look and just like you know maybe you should see someone else and then Well, oh, I don't think he says that at that point but and then the next clip is Bedelia that's insane that's just freaking hilarious
0: I was dying I was like yay Bedelia but also lol Hannibal you are being trolled right
1: now <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh gosh
0: because he
1: obviously feels about Franklin the
2: way Catelia feels, feels about him. Yeah. And, like <laughs> And the way he feels he about Batelia. <laughs> is how Franklin feels about Hannibal. Like yeah, yeah but we're friends, right? It's like Vidia's like, fuck no.
1: <laughs> fuck you.
0: <laughs> I thought that was so funny, like to like just put what Franklin's saying. And like, have Hannibal say basically the same thing, but just with more tact. And still, it sounds so pathetic.
2: Yeah. It's great. It's so crazy to see
1: Hannibal look that pathetic. Like, isn't he just, like, I I don't expect him
2: to ever be the one looking up to someone else. Not that he is looking up to her, but sort of like being a beg friend. Yeah um,
0: from like a, from like a space of, of real vulnerability. Yeah. Like really putting himself in a vulnerable position with Adelia
2: Yeah, and she isn't the the crazy thing is is that she isn't even taking advantage of this. Of like, right. oh, you know what? I guess I could manipulate him the way he manipulates others, but I think it's cuz she knows there's no hope maybe. Right. Maybe she
1: tried that.
0: She, she's worried about how like what he is capable of. I think she kind of got a taste and now she's concerned I think yeah, that's why she doesn't like go further or do something because I think that's what makes me wonder like what did he do in front of Mm. her that she knows that he's not someone to fuck with
2: yeah it's a self preservation thing she's like I'm not going to try and change you just get get as far away from you as possible when I have the opportunity to get away that's how she feels I think
0: Mm -hmm. yeah It was interesting that after that scene with Bedelia, Mm -hmm. he sees Will, or Will comes to see him,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and Will is the one that's being, like, all sensitive in the nose, because he could tell he was drinking.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was, it was just odd, like, they want to be more than friends, both of them, they, like, not, not more than friends, I'm sorry, more than patient doctor, like, they want to be friends. And they even discuss it in the context of Bedelia, but I think it has more to do with each other, where he's asking him, like, who who drinks with their therapist, you know?
2: Yeah, it, it definitely seems uh, the first time we kind of see, even just within this show, that bridge being crossed between professional sort of relationship, whether it's colleagues or whatever, because everything else everyone else has kind of bit put 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 a wall up like whether it's alana rejecting will or um hannibal and bedelia or hannibal and franklin i think will and hannibal that's where we kind of understand that when two becomes one
0: yeah kind. like they're like puzzle pieces that fit where like they shit. showed us where they don't and how they obviously aren't fitting and how different it is between will and hannibal i think that's definitely
1: what they wanted us to see right yeah but then mm, i'm just trying to stick to the
2: i keep getting distracted by thinking about other things but episode seven wise i also said um i can't remember why i wrote the word sick i should be more detailed if i know
0: Well, um I'll tell you that I wrote that Hannibal is so handsome in this scene where him and Will are talking. <laughs> he was dressed so nicely. I was like, "Wow, see? Th- that's why I thought it was funny you mentioned what you said today cuz I meant, I really noticed what he was wearing in this episode and he looked oh. so handsome. It was like some pinstripe like dark wine color uh, suit and like a black shirt. It just wow. I need to
2: rewatch. Sense. I did not notice the the outfits as much this time because I was trying hard not to. <laughs> I think it's
0: because he wasn't wearing a vest underneath that it oh. caught my eye. Because it's mm-hmm. more, I don't know, casual.
2: Yeah. Hannibal yeah. casual is just, yeah. It Hannibal hopeless so is also, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did
1: you say?
0: I said it doesn't have a vest, it's only a little casual.
2: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, But did you, did you know, sorry, I wasn't going to say him topless, but that was kind of inappropriate because like later on, we do see, we see him chained up too. Just a little hint there for you, for the audience. (laughs) Um, so when, when Jack walks in and he's like, oh, blah, 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 you know, you better not have touched the body. And then Beverly confidently says, well, I touched the body. And then the other two, like, men just sort of chime in. I may have also touched it. I found that hilarious because I just love how Jack has this, like, really aggressive, like, I'm the big man. And then his team are kind of like, yeah, you are. Like, we're used to your abuse, but also chill out and, like, they'll break the rules and stuff. Because I think yeah. they're the best in the biz, so he can't, like, replace them. Um, I, maybe. That's my reason.
0: They are a really great um, uh, palette cleanser for the show. It can yeah. be very rich, you know what I mean? And they are a nice little citrus punch in, in the <laughs> dish, so to speak, because they are so funny and they have yeah. chemistry and they really cut through all that tension.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, they, it almost seems like their characters represent, look, it's just a job... We have other shit to get to. Whereas the main few that like like Jack and Hannibal and Will. It just completely changes their life. It's like they go into a scene and suddenly they're affected. You see the rest of their day affected. Whereas these guys kind of just, you know, brushing the body or like looking into it. And then you kind of, I like to imagine that they go home to their family and just have a normal life. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, they're just doing their thing. They're all catching episodes of the shows they like. And all these people are having all this drama. (laughs) And they have no idea.
1: Yeah, they're like,
2: wait, uh, um, Will kissed Alana? Okay, cool. And Will's (laughs) like, oh my god, I kissed Alana. (laughs) It's like, dude.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: I was dying at the fact that Hannibal brews his own beer. Like, what? That takes so much time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hannibal just,
2: I think Hannibal has never ordered takeout, has never bought anything. He just grows, probably has a farm um, contact somewhere. Everything is fresh. Like
0: I want to know where this man finds the time to (laughs) do all this food, to have a full-time job.
2: To To have a full-time hobby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because he has to be in shape to be able to yeah. fight the way that he does and, yeah I mean because he's you know you're wrestling dead people maybe that's his gym workout <laughs> Do it often.
2: yeah like, I... probably has some krav maga or like jujitsu yeah. class that he goes to once that's a week I'd really like hilarious. to see an episode on that like you're
0: so right <laughs> <laughs> it would be some sweaty krav maga
2: hilarious um I let me I don't think I oh this is, a, this is the episode where we get a much more detailed look at Hannibal's MO, like the business card Rolodex.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow, like that, chef's kiss, beautiful. Yes. And how he makes sense of it, like of all of his like, killings, I think we talked about that earlier as well. Um, and it, I, it seemed like he's bored of being alone. Yeah. In this episode, for sure. But yeah. what did you think about the business
1: card thing?
0: <laughs> I thought, like, okay, so the whole Rolodex, it was so funny to me because it's kind of like going through your uh, maybe quick dinner ideas or going through the, um, like, ads for, like, fast food or something. You know what I'm saying? But oh, my instead, God. It's Rolodex.
2: <laughs> like, you open up a drawer and you're like, oh, these are all the leaflets from, like, takeaways in the area. Yes. I'll pick this one. And he's like, hmm, you would be good for this meal. It's like, oh, damn.
0: Yes. I thought it was so funny. And like his uh, handwriting, I, I don't know if that's actually his handwriting. It's probably not. But if whoever's it is, it's gorgeous. Mm. Penmanship. Yes. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. I, I wonder if he like, because he, he takes the person's business card, because we have a flashback, which I love. I love the flashbacks. Um, oh, yeah. To
0: so the doctor
2: yeah and i wonder if he like wrote on the day like rude yeah rude or like this would make he would make a great curry mm-hmm. I, don't like, I don't know like looks at you and goes, you know what great butt. let's have some of that later <laughs> you would make a good burger i don't know
0: great rump roast
2: oh yeah that makes more sense yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was uh, very interesting. I, I even wrote here, I'm like, this man is just going about his grocery shopping, refilling his pantry, and he's got the FBI losing their minds, trying to figure out who he is.
2: Yeah. But one thing I don't get is that, is he, you know the flashback when he kills the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Does he cook him fresh? Or when he, was he, when he was going through the Rolodex, is he like, oh, yeah, I
1: have some of that in this freezer. Oh, I okay. oh no, I, I think he took the guy's business card
2: and then killed him a while after. He wouldn't kill oh, him yeah. the same day because the guy didn't seem to recognize him at first.
0: Exactly. It's, it's, it's a save the date kind of thing. He takes their card and ah. then when he's ready to have them that's, that's when he goes and picks them up but I think that's how he's able to get away with it for so long.
2: Yeah, because there's no connection. Like, who was the last person this person saw yeah. would be him if we he did it so here. soon? We wouldn't
0: hmm?
2: Yeah, I think that that's really interesting. Like, what if he met that person and they were super nice? They're like, oh man, hey, you remember that time? I felt bad about it. Like, I'm so Imagine. sorry. It's <laughs> like,
0: hey, no? I just want to apologize. Thanks for being so cool about this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, I, you know, that day my mom died and I was just. <laughs> Hannibal would be like, no, nope, don't say it.
0: <laughs> don't apologize. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, it's like,
2: ah, oh, I made a plan. I have to stick to it now. You're on my business card. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, I-, I think that that's kind of funny. Like, I hope that there are... You know, whenever I watch a show, I'm like, I really want to see an episode that has nothing to do with the plot and just different like something just completely mundane like when one time he goes up to someone and he changes his mind because he realizes they have a family or they were going through something but I
1: guess that and would the ruin
2: the
0: whole that image stop illness.
2: <laughs> sorry
0: but I think I think the only thing that would stop him is illness I don't think he would uh. consider any of that
2: yeah, you're probably right. It's like, oh, you're dying of cancer anyway. I'm not going to have a cancer liver. Never mind.
0: Like that. Good.
1: Yeah. He's
0: tainted. You know, I was laughing about how, um, okay, so, you know, when they found, at the end of the episode, when they find um, the EMS guy that's trying to take the guy's, like, kidney or something, and they have Hannibal, they ask Hannibal if he could go and save the man who's kidney was like where he was bleeding out basically yeah so he goes out there and they ask him you know why did you give it up and he's like oh I, I forget the reason he gave but he's like I translate he I wrote he translated uh his surgical skills to cu- the culinary arts and he said so and like nobody caught that
1: <laughs> oh what was it
0: yeah where he was just like oh yeah I translated my surgeon
1: um oh he literally said that
0: he said it (gasps) and
2: And no no one caught it it. and
0: i was like wow like he's literally (sighs) telling them to their face and
2: they don't yeah oh my god yeah i think i think it's that i think that all this build-up is important like with the the guy the killer who like um is trying to do organ replacement or whatever and then so like later what's-his-face will can be like it all makes sense now you know yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's it's crazy that even then no one believes him at first so anyway <laughs> <laughs> we'll get when we get to no, that it's
0: true it's true so yeah. if we go on to episode eight this is where yeah. we learn more about franklin's boyfriend or friend
2: to <laughs> yeah, was- Franken's like, no, we're not dating. <laughs> it's not like that.
0: <laughs> I thought, I was like, oh, okay, thank you for establishing what the relationship is, because I was not sure. So I, was, I thought that was very helpful. The yeah.
2: <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, no, episode eight, I wrote cat guts to remind me. Um, if you want to go with the... A recap i think it's just sure. all right yeah. so
0: for episode eight it's called fromage and it says the bau investigates a murder in which the killer exposes the victim's vocal cords to literally play them like a cello meanwhile hannibal discovers that the killer tobias budge murdered the victim as an attempt to gain hannibal's attention but then makes an attempt to take Lecter's life Will is driven to distraction by strange noises in his head and turns to Alana in a romantic way, seeking peace and stability. Hannibal describes his relationship with Will to his therapist, uh, Bedelia. Yep. You know, reading that synopsis, it really like, OK, because in the first episode, I say first, but in episode seven, Hannibal was kind of wooing uh, Alana with his homemade beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so now in this episode, Will and Alana are, or Will's trying to make some sort of a love connection here. And I'm just like, wow, they're both lucky girl.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, I think I want, I, I remember when I watched the first time I was like, what is the point of this? Because I get that you can have, you know, triangles, you've got twilight, you've got so many, um, you know stories where there are two guys vying for the affection of one woman but in this one
1: i think it means more i think it's about hannibal taking alana away from will
0: yeah that's that was the impression i got
2: he doesn't want will to have any connection with anyone apart from himself
0: yeah like he's uh isolating him in a way because once he has alana and will sees that he has alana that's going to taint Alana for Will. He's not going to want to go with her after that because he's just not that kind of guy. It's always going to be on his mind. So yeah, it, he knows what he's doing in the sense that yeah. if he is seen with Alana in a romantic way, Will will back off and then he will have him to himself because he'll just leave Alana after that.
1: Yep. And I, I think it's
2: it's kind of, it, it shows... A lack of foresight on Alana's part to kind of go with Hannibal because it seemed that she actually really liked Will I think she sees Hannibal as more of a, a comrade like a colleague you know whereas with Will it's I, I think it's she, she doesn't seem to be as um, intuitive as the
1: other two maybe
0: G- I'm trying and... to look at her from a different angle because the first time, maybe mm-hmm. even the second time I've watched the show, Alana rubbed me the wrong way. And I was trying to like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to just right off the bat not like her. I want to understand why it is that I didn't like her. And yeah. I think it's because, and I just as a person, as a character, not, not the actress, of course, but yeah. it's like, <laughs> What is it that she's doing that's making me say she's not a good person in the show, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: think it's because she, now that I'm looking at it in a more objective way, she talked about in this episode how she has been alone for a while. Like, she hasn't been with anybody. And she seems like the kind of person that, you know, is more interested in her career and less interested in her romantic life, you know. But for them to kind of blend in this sense, and then she's got the attention from two different men, maybe she just got drunk off of it, you know, so she can't really be held accountable too much.
1: <laughs> hmm. I understand.
2: And she just went with the more stable option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think as a psychiatrist, you wouldn't you look at that and think Will would feel crushed because Hannibal is his friend slash his therapist too it's 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 almost like anyone could intuit that that would create some drama but i assume i guess in the adult sort of world um it's it's kind of like you don't look at it like that it's kind of like well you've got to respect my choice
0: i Hmm? do agree because it's like that i think that's what bothered me in the first few viewings of the show is that Mm. you would think she would know that none yeah. of what she's doing between these two men is fair to either of them. Yeah. But more yeah. so unfair to Will.
2: Yeah. I mean, she even basically I think says, he says, I'm too broken to date or something, or too broken or damage. He uses something, because I wrote, damn, too broken to date, because she's, she basically says to him, like, nah, you're a uh, yeah. you need to get better or something which is fair no, like but you're
0: not all medicine... there and...
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um i mean and that's quite the to take poor will because he's kind of he's vulnerable at that moment and then i can only imagine like the the way they portray encephalitis i can't say this enough it's so good in the show but it's like i can't imagine how his brain is like taking that information in and how it's skewing it in his own mind you know and how he probably yeah. sees himself in the worst light
2: mm-hmm. yeah and then to go and date his friend is just weird
0: oh so true i hadn't thought of that yet but yeah <laughs> it's like
2: yeah. you can just just hop on tinder and find anyone else so it's not in his face because eventually it becomes like in his face right and he kind of you know i later on we can talk about who he ends up Sort of being with, but, but yeah, um, I also wrote Will can't flirt with anyone because their chemistry was awful, and I wrote Will can't flirt with anyone unless it's Hannibal. <laughs> um, me.
0: it's less to do with Will and more to do with Hannibal and how he can talk to Will in a mm-hmm. way that other people can't
1: because they're
0: afraid. him in. Okay, and I think that's why it seems more natural for Will mm-hmm. because Will can, Will doesn't have to be the aggressor, whereas with Alana he would, you know, because she's a female, and so they seem to be following their gender roles, and so he's trying mm-hmm. to be the one that's, you know, pursues, uh, pursues her exactly.
2: But in and his then, vulnerable state, Hannibal knows that, and so he yeah. can pursue him.
0: Yeah. And with Hannibal, I mean, Hannibal, nobody pursues Hannibal.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it it would immediately get his back up with his defenses, I guess.
0: Yeah. So I think that Will's tendency to be more more the person who is passive
1: fits Mm -hmm. better
0: in this dynamic between him and Hannibal.
1: Yeah, yeah that that that's true. And he is the his lamb almost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he really does handle him with kid gloves, like he looks at him so
1: tenderly. Yeah. Yeah, he does. It's not just a analytical look,
2: it's also you kind of start to believe maybe that there is some care or
1: something yeah but um
0: so tobias
1: yeah i was really (laughs)
0: interested in his character because he i was like how how did he know like why did he want hannibal's attention why you know because
1: how did he know
0: he kills this man yeah displays him on a stage And makes like a real uh, spectacle of his own skills of making cat get uh, string. And so, like, that's like, that's putting a lot of uh, red flags up. Like, if if they were looking for a beacon of who did this, he's really putting himself in a very small um, group right there. Yeah. That he, he would easily slip into. So I thought it was funny that it's like, why would he put this all on the line for Hannibal?
1: For the Chesapeake uh, Ripper, right?
0: Right, and then I realized he he actually explains it like right after that, like, oh yeah, I wanted to kill you, but then I followed you and I saw yeah. what you did. Do you recall what? Okay, because he did I followed you to a bus yard, so. I, was that in the show? Because I don't remember that, but I'm just assuming yeah. that he murdered someone in that bus yard.
2: Yeah, for sure. But that's interesting. So if he wanted to kill Hannibal, that means that he wasn't appealing to the Chesapeake Ripper, or he was?
0: He was when he did what he did, when he, when he displayed that guy on the stage. So he wanted to kill him.
2: Hannibal for another reason?
0: Well... I don't know why. That was my question. Why did he want to kill Hannibal? Was it could it be Master Tobias? met him at the opera.
2: I think so. I think Tobias mentioned going to the opera. I think Tobias probably talks about Hannibal a lot.
1: Yeah. Sorry, not Tobias Franklin. Right, and then maybe Tobias. I mean, we don't know his Emma. We
2: don't know why he kills. We know that he killed that specific. Um, violin or cello player because he couldn't play very well and he wanted uh the Chesapeake's Ripper's attention but it could also be the case that hmm no go ahead it could also be the case that maybe Franklin was like talking so much about Hannibal and then maybe Tobias picked up a psychopath um you know like radar is like that guy is dangerous (laughs)
0: Yeah, maybe. or maybe he just got annoyed with Franklin, like the way Franklin talks. Yeah. Like he was really talking up Hannibal in a way that just really annoyed him, and he just wanted his friend to shut up. He's like, if I murder him, he'll stop talking about it.
2: Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, could be. But you know how Hannibal, um, you know how Franklin talks talked to Hannibal about, I think Tobias is a killer? Um, oh, yeah. And, and things, I think I looked up the list of psych, the, Checklist for psychopath, you know. And it was interesting when Hannibal, like, psychopaths aren't crazy. I was like, aw, someone offended. Right? Um, <laughs> but I wonder if he's had some suspicions about Hannibal, because I don't look at Franklin and think that guy's just dumb. I think he has a- an attraction to psychopaths, and I think if Tobias knows that, and what he's saying about Hannibal could imply certain things, then maybe Tobias did get this... Um, guess or this intuition or inclination and that's why he followed hannibal because tobias probably talks about a lot of things a lot of annoying things i'm sorry franklin i keep calling him Tobias, but i don't see tobias killing someone just because franklin is talking about
1: them you know i think it's more of a survival instinct you know kill the other threat maybe
0: maybe because he definitely he wanted to kill him but maybe because he realized not that he was not just a murderer, but that he was the Chesapeake ripper yeah, maybe that's exactly what changed it for him yeah,
2: and then there was a maybe an element of respect or mm-hmm. i want to I want you to know that I know before
1: I kill you
0: yeah, because he sure was uh quick to to turn on him in there, yeah, he had to be, of course but. Mm. I thought, and this is where I was saying like, wow, Hannibal must work out because that was quite a wrestling match. That would have taken so much out of him as just a regular person that doesn't work out. <laughs> he
2: yeah, and it's interesting because Tobias, wasn't he already injured? No.
0: No, he injured him uh. there though. Oh no, he was, but he, it was just, um, what's it called? He got a, his ear was shot but just part of it, just like the flap, not knowledge. Like yeah,
2: and he could still fight very well.
0: Yeah, yeah, both of them were um quite the match. I was like, wow, look at them go.
2: Yeah, my favorite move was when he put his arm in the in the ladder and then moved the ladder to break
1: his arm. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's oh, a move.
0: Before, when mm-hmm. he came to see him. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm looking at my notes. So so Will told Hannibal about mm-hmm. how he tried to get Alana. So Will uh, like basically confessed that he was, yeah you know trying to be with Alana. So now that explains why Hannibal would really wants to make sure that she's out of the way. Yeah, he doesn't need her getting in between them. And then when he's describing like his mental health issues or like his his encephalitis symptoms, but yeah Hannibal just ignores him and and, and says no no it's all in your head it's like, God wow, yeah the length he'll go to manipulate will and I'm wondering be enough, if he did, I think he's like... jealous.
1: Hmm
0: sorry But I was wondering if he did it, if he was saying those things because he's jealous of Alana.
1: Um. I think it would would make sense that he would have a possessive nature to him. And that possessiveness also has a side effect of jealousy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, these, you know, like you said last
2: week, you were talking about him having this lack of clarity, encephalitis. We really start to see it this in this episode and the next episode when um, he hears the strange noises. And then Alana's like, what do you mean you think it was a raccoon or something? It's like, damn. I really feel sorry in, for him in that moment when he has, like, smashed his entire wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because he's like he's trying so hard to hold on to reality and he just he doesn't even know what's happening to him. And at the same time being so utterly manipulated by not just one person but like several people. Jack yeah. and Hannibal for sure but in a sense Alana too.
1: Yeah.
2: Alana's basically like you can have me if, if only for your sort of I think it's quite manipulative to say that to someone. You know, I think yeah, it
0: like, might have been more respectful. Of him like a carrot.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, you could you could have me. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the last thing I have for the episode, episode seven, I think, um, I mean, eight. Just uh, is that in the recap, it says Hannibal describes his relationship with Will to his therapist. So I think that's when... Maybe you were saying about the jealousy aspect. He's really opening up about maybe he could have a friend
1: in Will.
0: Yeah, like he's letting his walls down. And I was like, is Will even trying to climb Hannibal's walls? Because I feel like he's just...
2: (laughs) He's trying to survive.
0: (laughs) I feel like he completely opened the gates and said, Will, come in.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he was like, damn, you can come in. it's like... Will's like what? Dude, I want it's
1: Alana. <laughs> um, those
0: lands and jeans have got me going. Come in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Because he like yeah. he loves the finer things. He's like he loves everything so bougie. And Except. then here you've got like oh my outdoor God. section Walmart.
2: That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is wild. I think that really like <laughs> Like, with the, even the doctor he killed in, I think, episode 7 or 8, right? When he... The doctor's kind of bougie. Yeah. He's not... I mean, Hannibal isn't picking up, like, randoms off the street, right? Um, It's it's like... Even... I think, who was he killed? The, the sister... Um, not the sister. The, the friend, Marissa. Marissa Shaw. Like, people from affluent places. And then there's Will. And not that he's going to eat him or anything, but it's like... He does not fit in with Hannibal's aesthetic, so that's another...
0: You almost think he's, like, actually going after people who are more affluent. Yeah. Maybe because Will isn't, he feels more comfortable with him. Maybe he feels that he can trust him. because He's more Mm -hmm. authentic.
2: Maybe, yeah. Whereas with, like, Freddie Lowndes and, like, Alana, he keeps at some sort of distance, and with Will, it's like, your damage every which way you can have. Me. Like it, I, th- I think it's also the whole like, you are the only exception thing, which, which is important because we need to look at their relationship as life-changing or something super significant to the both of them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe we, we should even consider, would will
1: usually be friends with someone like Hannibal as well? Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're definitely um, guess You could say friends of a situational friends. You know, it's like being thrown together like this in the situation. Yeah, a trauma bond at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. With the whole Abigail and Hobbs, and Mm -hmm. it's it's funny funny. because that would not affect Hannibal. We know that. So
1: is it a trauma bond? Authentic one or is it one maybe of Hannibal? Not
0: Hannibal to Will, but definitely will to Hannibal.
1: Right. But yeah.
0: for Hannibal too. I mean, that was kind of that was kind of a, a big thing to like go through with a whole new person. A murder. Is but it's not a murder, obviously, because it was self-defense, but it's still killing, yeah. you know, and so that yeah, that's a trauma. It's also a chaotic
2: killing, not the kind that Hannibal usually does. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Like Hannibal still had that element of he wasn't really allowed to be outside of it. I mean, sure, he called Hobbs and was like, they know. So he created it. But seeing it played out and then being in the middle of it and seeing how Will tried to save Abigail. I mean, he does save her, and and he basically commands Hannibal to help. So Hannibal. In some way, got to see the situation from Will's perspective, in a visceral way, not in a therapist way, like tell me how you feel. But also, he got to put the person suit of Will on. I think mm-hmm. when he helped to save Abigail, because I, I think that he would have liked to see Will watch Abigail die.
0: Yeah, I don't think he would have saved her if Will was there to do it. Yeah. 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 That's a good segue into episode nine because guess who's back?
1: (laughs) Abigail. Abigail (laughs) and Hobbs.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The I I did not write much for this so, but I will. Episode really? Yeah, I think I. (laughs) (laughs) that's okay. Good. So, quick recap for episode nine for the listeners. It's called True Normand, which means. Norman Hole. It's a pause between dishes and a multi-course meal during which diners partake in a glass of, I think, wine. I, for some reason didn't show up. Okay. Uh, the BAU team hunts a serial killer who digs up his victims, creating a totem pole of their bodies as a macabre trophy. When Nick Boyle's body is found, Jack and Alana question Abigail about his death. The resurrection of Nick's body enlightens Will to some of Abigail's secrets and Hannibal convinces Will to keep some of his own. Attempting to assert independence, Abigail agrees to write a book with Freddie Lowndes and in the process reveals her biggest secret to Hannibal. Oh yeah, this one is a big one.
0: (laughs) This is a big episode. Like there is so much that we've been questioning, you know, that I've been like suspecting, and all of it comes out in this episode, I was its like, oh, yeah, we're in it now. I even, this is the episode, I even wrote it down. Uh, Murder daddies.
2: Yeah, protecting their child. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Murder secrets and oaths. Yeah, I mean, um, I think I'm going to say very little about it, but just one thing. I found this sort of totem pole serial killer and the whole who actually was? Every time I watch this episode, I am not confused, but my brain kind of switches off at some points, and I kind of get to the end, and I'm like, "Wait, who? Who killed the, the guy? And what? Why was the woman who was pregnant? I don't know."
0: It so, seemed to be okay.
2: important, but I was and like, "Whatever."
0: What I got out of that scene, so okay, yeah. so basically, you've got this uh, guy who mm-hmm. went through his life. The first person he killed was, like, on purpose, but he didn't get caught, right? So ever since then, mm-hmm. he's been trying to recreate that, where he kills someone, but he makes it look like a like a natural death, so that way like, nobody knows, right? But he keeps tabs on these people's bodies. And then he goes back, and he uh, digs them up and makes, like, this totem pole, and at the very top is the last person that he killed, who also happens to be the son Of the wife of the person that he killed in the first uh instance that he oh but i can't remember for the life of me i missed the part where it became a thing as to i think there was a love triangle and i think that's why he killed the first guy right and i think the love triangle is that the woman was married to the guy that the murderer killed um, but she was pregnant at the time, and the reason he killed him was because uh, he wanted her. He wanted her to have his child, but instead, he uh, he killed him. And she was pregnant with the first murder victim's child, so he thought. And then yep. it comes to light, you know, when Jack and and Will are talking to the murderer after after they catch him, because he made it to where he would be found. He did want to get caught. And oh so that's okay. when they realize or they're like well guess what that guy's actually your son you killed your own kid because and she didn't want to was,
2: yeah the the, the sassy bit i liked was yeah, that he thought he when was he...
0: ending his legacy the other the, the, the first man's legacy but he actually ended his own ah what i got out of it was that this guy was hiding in plain sight right that he was known to the people that died was the mm-hmm. purpose or the, not the purpose but the reason they died but yeah nobody knew about it, right? So he's like like Hannibal, you know, he's mm. in there. he's doing all these things. he's being manipulative. He's hiding in plain sight, but nobody knows. yeah that he's the reason everything's going the way it is
2: right. So it's like a another reflection of Hannibal, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: this time of Hannibal and not of will
0: <laughs> Say that again
2: I think this time it's a reflection of Hannibal and not of will as much because Absolutely. some of the previous episodes, yeah, they've been more about what does this relate how does this relate to will but yeah i also think it's funny when the the last like the little sassy line of like she she didn't even want to raise it with
1: you like you were that that, trashy man
0: yeah and like i noticed he started like hitting his wrist on the armchair yeah and that I I assumed, and I, maybe maybe it was in the script, maybe it wasn't. Maybe the actor is just a really good actor. I've seen him in other stuff too, and he's really good. But yeah. I felt like he was doing something that he would normally do on his own, like a thing yeah. or like some sort of uh, um, tick that he has that he was doing for the first time in front of other people, and it just kind of gives you this like glimpse into what this character could be like if they were to explore it, like because if he has a deeper he's less one dimensional is what i'm saying
2: ah okay so like um one you could you could dive into his past and probably find some some deeper stuff there
0: right right like i think he was trying to make his character more meaty so to speak
2: Mm, yeah definitely seemed to be layered in terms of like the emotions and and the why and the personal connections with the people than the other killers who were to me a little bit more interesting because i'm just like okay cool like the whole connection with the mushrooms thing or the family thing like we didn't really get meaty um killers then but yeah you're right with this one it's it, it felt very long and i think it was because of the the layers there yeah, and we didn't get too much
0: one scene, so he had to give it all he had
2: <laughs> Yeah exactly um and that, and it was really good i, I think that's the especially that that scene was where where i was
1: concentrating but um,
0: yeah um, episode, Nick Boyle's
1: body is found Yeah.
0: oh yeah well in, in the episode this is when we start seeing Hannibal start being way more manipulative and especially with Will like he's really gaslighting him a lot um, yep. about his encephalitis about his, his um,
1: relationship, relationship with Jack with,
0: um, yes and relationship with Jack
2: and mm. then
0: he starts getting really manipulative with Abigail because Abigail's talking to Freddie Lowndes and she wants to do something. She knows she doesn't have any money. Yeah. And, you know, Freddie Lowndes has convinced her that she's not going to have anything because <sighs> of what her father did.
1: Yeah.
0: And I put here that these are her, her murder dad, daddies and she's rebelling against them, you know, because she wants to do what she wants to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Hannibal really tries to threaten her with You know, the fact that you know, you killed someone and you don't want that getting out. And she turned around and said, You know what? Let's go ahead and let it get out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because I was really surprised. I was like, How did they know where Nick Boyle's body was? Like, how did they find that? And because Mm. it really did look like Hannibal shot a brick. Yeah. Jack was telling them.
1: (laughs) Okay, so like, so do you think Hannibal was trying to teach her a lesson?
0: No, I think that she is the one that made sure that the body was found. Oh. she didn't want Hannibal to be holding it over her head anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. She seemed to be going through a crisis in this episode.
0: hmm hmm Right, that does
2: lead into the uh, events of the next few, I suppose, because... She doesn't get to stick around, does she?
0: (laughs) No, she does not. No, she doesn't.
2: Mm. Liability Um. with a capital L.
0: Yep. And then we also see that Will is, like, getting really deep into his, um, like, he's losing time now. Yeah. Lots of time. Mm Mm-hmm. And Hannibal is just more than happy to manipulate him into thinking that he's losing his mind.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: It's it's such a toxic relationship that what yeah. he's doing to Will is so mean. Oh, so there's this scene. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know this scene where um, I believe Will is he's in the classroom and he's talking to his class, uh, his his students. And I yeah, think he's describing the uh, the totem pole of death, right? Like he's talking about the the case, and then Alana comes in, and all of a sudden. The audience is gone, or his his students are gone, and yeah. it's just him and Alana talking, right? And so <laughs> she's I like, like mm-hmm. "Go ahead."
2: Then she's like, uh "Did I interrupt you rehearsing or something?" And then yes. it's so yes. awkward.
0: <laughs> I know, and like I remember the first time I saw the the scene, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." So he was hallucinating mm-hmm. that there was a class in session. God. This time I was like. Is class in session and he's hallucinating that Alana's in front of him?
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. I did not think about that.
0: It's just like, oh, man, how deep does this go?
2: <laughs> I've got to now, I've got to rewatch that and imagine what that would look like to a class if he's talking exactly. to Alana. Like, who the?
0: <laughs> he's having like this incredibly personal conversation yeah people and you know i think he has a mic on him right in those classrooms
2: god oh my god <laughs> can you imagine they, they were they, a few a few students would end up reporting it probably going yeah so or like tweeting about it so i think it probably was the way that we saw it with alana being the one who was real but that would be really like hilarious if it was the other way no, I would yeah.
0: lie and say it was the other way around just if i was the director <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be like. She, yeah, he just loves her so much. He just pops up. Um,
2: but so yeah, yes,
0: I really do think that it's. I I just wrote here like she is so cunning. Abigail, being the she here, is she is so. She has shown throughout the season that she is manipulative, that mm-hmm. she's secretive, and that she is not stupid and she does know how to kill and she had no qualms with helping Hannibal get rid of the body she remembered where the body was hid and she was confident enough to get that body to be found and know that she could get away with it like that she's cunning
1: (laughs) yeah and she is I think at the end of some kind of tether, because I don't think that she knew she would get away
2: with it. I know that self-preservation is important to her, but I think to an extent we see a sense of her not being okay with what she did to Nick Boyle. Mm-hmm. Um, because with the Freddie thing, I know she wants money and maybe the fame, but I think she, on, on some level, like the unconscious, when you know she's sleeping and she's dreaming and having nightmares, She wants the truth out there. And Hannibal kind of knows that she's not really made of the stuff that her dad made her seem to have made made of. Like, I think he thought he was pretty safe with Abigail. Maybe?
0: Like, he thought that she was so uh, accustomed to holding someone's secrets that she could easily shift from holding her father's to holding his.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. so I don't think she really fears Hannibal the way she feared her father though.
0: Right, because her father and I I wrote this at the end when she was um talking about her um her role in her father's mm-hmm. crimes. But, you know, Hannibal knew she was complicit. He knew. And he maybe slipped once in a while. I think he maybe underestimated her after she killed Um, Nicholas Boyle because she looked so scared and innocent when she did it right because she was I I don't know like I feel like she was acting but she was alone so why would she be acting when she was killing Nick Boyle like she looked scared instead of looking purposeful like she knew what she was doing so I I guess in that that, sense she's kind of innocent
2: yeah I think it's that the sense of like she maybe hasn't taken a life but she has helped her dad take lives
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and it's different when she's the one responsible i think we all have our lines even like regular people of what you will and won't do and then there is a sort of knee-jerk reaction when you're pushed beyond your line and you're like well i wouldn't steal and then it's like i have to own up to this but the other stuff you've done you can you can kind of uh, process and accept.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I was really surprised, like when you see Will do like the whole this isn't my design thing for Abigail and when she kills Nick Boyle and he like completely believes it. Like he's he doesn't chalk it up to him just, you know, letting his mind run away with him. He immediately goes to Hannibal and says she did it. Yeah. And Hannibal's like, yeah, she did. I was there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, how did he know? He,
0: he did his whole empathy thing. You know, where he, like, goes into their mind. But I think he did it while he was sleeping this time. Like, he was dreaming it. And it Yeah,
2: I think Clarity Will wouldn't have seen it. I think he had to be sick enough to, like... Let, because yeah. in that sense his imagination has to be completely run like wild and be free flowing because wake will awake sort of clarity will has certain blind spots that the dreaming uh, brain going on fire because of the encephalitis will doesn't have, he doesn't have those limits or those um, boundaries with his imagination I think yeah. but yeah because when, he, when you see that vision, you're like, there is no way he is seeing what we saw, because he wasn't there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but then you remember how he does all those, yeah. all those empathy tricks, the way he does it, like, he's not there, but he still sees all this stuff, and so that's yeah. like, I think he filled his, his brain, that's sick, filled in yeah. the blanks, but yeah. in the end, he came to the same conclusion that we all saw, was that she did it and then I I even wrote like a play by play of the scene when he goes and he tells Hannibal and Mm -hmm. like Will is flipping out and then I'm like oh my god Hannibal admitted guilt and then I'm like (laughs) oh my god Will's flipping out harder (laughs) and then Hannibal of course he goes into uh, gaslighting and manipulative Mm -hmm. mode and Mm -hmm. he's like he's pretending to protect Abigail but he's actually protecting himself Yeah, he doesn't want it to come out that he called Abigail about you know a phone call to Hobbes.
1: That is and some quick is where, thinking.
0: Yeah, and this is where I ask the question, like, why did he call Hobbs? Like, why did you do that? You know, because now you've made yourself vulnerable. Maybe he didn't expect the daughter to pick up the phone. Uh, that's why I don't think he would have saved Abigail, too. Because if she yeah. did, then that secret goes with her.
1: Yeah, uh, that's true.
2: Yeah, I I, I, I always assumed it was... Or not assumed. I think it's from what we find out later that he wanted to see what would happen.
0: That's true. Where he's just playing.
2: Playing. He plays with people all all the time.
0: That's a big risk, though. Wow. (laughs) He's crazy for that one.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm.
0: That's all I have for that episode. I'm really excited to see what happens next.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that 10 to...
2: Oh, that's four episodes. Who knows? We might end up doing four, reviewing the next four and doing like a longer podcast.
0: I was thinking, you know, next time we can do the three episodes like usual and then we'll have one just for the finale, the season finale.
2: Yeah, that that sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Because it's It's too big.
0: It's going to have a lot to talk about, I'm sure. So we might as well just go ahead and dedicate the entire time to it, even if it's only forty-five minutes or
2: an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we're just telling people our plans. There you go, people. Um go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I know I'm really looking forward to the um the last few episodes of the season and I think season two might be my favorite, but the build up to season two is beautiful. It's it like is. that realization, that this this is like it's like bang bang bang. You know, it's like, I think this this uh, show has its slow moments where mm-hmm. you have to be a very patient watcher um, because otherwise you will be like oh there's too much dialogue oh you know um, nothing's really happening but it's yeah. it's just as carefully crafted and uh, slow as the brewing process for beer or Hannibal's cooking process it's, it's mm-hmm. the show is like that
0: it's, it's kind of like all the prep Okay, all the prep is done. Yeah. But so now, yeah. like, if you're making, like, a stir-fry or something, right, you cut <laughs> up all the veggies, and yeah. now it's time to cook, but will... it goes real fast, and from the on, of ever... tension.
1: Oh,
2: oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, get ready for the next one. It's going to be pretty epic. Yay, I can't
0: wait. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.